we're going to be in Exodus 20, talking about them, them old Ten Commandments now. Are you already there, ain't you? Let's see. Go, go ahead and, 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 and get started there, sir. Y'all, we on here with this is uh my good friend and brother from Barrington Baptist. I went all the way to Daniel. From Barrington Baptist Church, Brother Mike Simi. Awesome little church over there. If you happen to be in in the, the Barrington Pedal area, it would uh it would be good to go over there and, and give them a little visit there. Over there. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead and get started. I'm, I'm, I'm finding notes all in my ball. I'm stopping. Right. Me see too. How, you see how easy I get sidetracked. Just that fat. I'm sidetracked there. Amen. Uh, Exodus 20, we're going to start in verse 1. The first verse, it says, And God spake all these things, all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, and out of the house of bondage. Who's he speaking to? He's speaking to the Jew. Amen. He is speaking to the ones that uh, uh, that, that that he sent Moses to, to Pharaoh and all of the plagues and all of this. But I want you to understand something. Every one of these commandments we're going to go over today, they are meant for me and you. There will be a lot of people tell you, well, Jesus did away with them commandments. No, he didn't. All he did was add to them. He added to the commandments. He never took away any commandment, amen? We're going to go over the 10, but I want to promise you something. There is way more than 10 commandments from God that we should obey at all costs, obey these things. Imagine something. There's a commandment something you get to make a choice about. No. No, that's not, what? hey, Danny, would you like to not kill folks, please? Yeah. Please don't kill folks. That's that's not so, what he's saying. So what is the commandment saying? <laughs> he is saying you must do these things. got to do it. At all costs. No choice. No choice. If you say you love God, if you belong to Christ Jesus, okay. you have no choice but to keep his commandment. Today, a lot of people, when you look out at, at, at the way people view Christianity, a lot of these things... They take his options. Oh no! And when 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 God said, when Jesus told us to love your neighbor as you love yourself, love God was first one. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Yeah. And then to love your neighbors, you love yourself. See, those were Levitical laws in the beginning, anyway. Amen. And but he said all of these laws that we're fixing to go over hinge on love. They do. If you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, you ain't going to break this first one. Nope. The first couple deal with God, the rest of them deal with people. That's it. So if you love people, you're not going to kill them. If you love your wife, you're not going to commit adultery. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to covet. That's it. And so as we go through these, I want to go through them with the words of what Christ told us it, to love God preeminent first foremost and to love nothing else equal or close to that's right and the second thing to love your neighbor it's a commandment Amen. not a choice that's right now it takes a minute to get there but along the way we must learn to swallow our pride that's why he said, pick up your cross, die to yourself daily. Amen. Pride tastes horrible. 
Sometimes you got to choke it back because you want to say something to somebody. You want to be right. You want to be heard. You know, uh, we're men. We got to, you know, we got to, to, to stand up for our manhood. But the Bible teaches us to be humble and he will lift us up. Amen. And, and Christ <clears throat> took the lowest form of a servant and washed the feet of his disciples, showing them that as disciples, they have learned to humble themselves. That's it. And so we as Christians, in order to truly love someone, you got to lose your pride. And you got to learn to love someone with a humble heart. And you can't deliver the gospel properly if you don't do it in love. Yeah. You got to you gotta tell people out of love, not out of condemnation, that their sin is sending them to hell. Look, I tell my people all the time, and I say my people, they're God's people, but the people that, that, look, that, that come through the church, amen, if I if the if the Lord tells me to tell you that you you should stand on your head and cluck like a chicken three times a day, that's what I'm gonna tell you. Right. Not because I want to laugh at you, but because that's what God wants of you. Right. And that is pure love. I mean, Christ had such a pure love that He didn't mind telling the scribe and the Pharisee, "Look, you headed to hell." Yeah. You know, because you're sitting here lying. You've got the long prayers. You've got the religion end of it, but your heart is far from God. What you know. You know, and sometimes when you look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12, Ecclesiastic meaning preacher. Right, amen. He said the words of a preacher are as a goat, a sharp stick to make a stubborn mule or a stubborn ox move. Well, so he used a sharp tongue when needed to cause people to think. It's and true. sometimes the preacher has to, has to use a sharp tongue to wake you up like a little shock and awe effect. But even then, you have to understand that God loved the Jews so much that he sent the Messiah to them, the one they were supposed That's to be it. looking for this whole Amen. time. Amen. They've, been, they've been looking for the Messiah since Genesis chapter 3. Moses, you know, he was telling them, I mean, all, all the Old Testament was telling them that God will come in the flesh. Yep. And... and and in John chapter 1, it says, He came into his own, and his own received him not. So the Jews, as God loved them, they was his chosen people, and he gave them the very Messiah they'd been looking for, and they didn't believe it, and they crucified him, which was all preordained before oh, yeah. Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah. It was always the plan of salvation. It was nothing... This was never a contingency plan. This was never a backup plan because the original thing wasn't looking... Wasn't working. Well, God knew yeah. that the church, the church of the day, the Jew, was going to deny Christ. Mm -hmm. They knew that they was going to get mad because he threatened the power of the ones in the... Yeah. He knew all that was going to happen. Make no mistake of that. But I want you to think about God for just a minute. Laid out the commandments, brought them, you know, out of captivity, done all of this for them, and then gives them what they asked for, and they throw him out of church. I mean, there ain't no other way to put it. That's what they did. I mean, you know. Well, <laughs> the book of Hosea, you know, he told him to go marry Gomer. And he, you know, he married the prostitute. And she'd come to him and leave him. And he said, that's how y'all doing me. That's it. Even in the book of James, it calls us adulterers and adulteresses. And that's in the New Testament. 
And, and it ought not be that way. We're supposed to be faithful. That's it. So, but we got the Jason Rabbit. But anyway, <laughs> go, go, go ahead. And, and, and. Verse 3, it says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Notice that's a little G. Uh, and now, we, what he means is, is anything, anything we put before God. Look, in those days, they was making golden cows and bulls and everything else, and they had them in the closet, amen, or, or, and worshiping him. That's, look, I'm going to bring you to today. We will go and spend our whole Sunday at a ball game and not say nothing to nobody but our Lord. When we put them things before anything we put before God is a God with a little g. If it's money, look, if you rather go work on Sunday, and I'm not saying, look, I understand sometimes you ain't got no choice, but if you'd rather go work on a Sunday to make that almighty dollar than love God, then you have a God with a little g. You know, sometimes uh, uh, our idols come in video games and television. Uh, We even sometimes... Uh, make our wives or our husband gods. We make our children gods. And people say, how can that be? Well, because you you you, you spend more time trying to provide and make sure your kids play sports and all those other things and, and instead of teaching about, well, what if they become the greatest athlete in the world and, and win the biggest $100 million contract NFL has ever offered and they go to hell? You ain't done them a bit of good. You know what I'm saying? You know, what What if you work the extra jobs and you spoil your husband, you spoil your wife, you get him the boat or you get her the legs or whatever, and they go to hell. You have you have put them in the place of where God should be. And, and we don't never think of it like that. We don't never think that that's an idol. But what do you idolize? That's it. I mean, our, our idols are the things we idolize is we idolize quarterbacks, we idolize rappers, we idolize singers, we idolize uh, money. You know, there's a lot of things that that we want to pattern ourselves after. We want to be like that person or we want to do something. But those things, Jesus, uh, James said in, in the book of James chapter 4, if you love the world, you're an enemy to God. So we have to understand that we're just passing through. Now, does that mean you're supposed to be a pauper and a beggar? No. 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 There's nothing wrong with no. wanting better and striving to be better. I encourage you yeah. to be the best you can be. I, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. But when it comes before God, oh, that's, it. that's where you're messing up. You, you know, you don't ever want to work God into your schedule. No. You work your schedule around God. All right. He tells us that we should have no other God before him. I want you to think about it. Take it for what it says at face value. It says that, look, if I am your God, if God says, if I'm the one that led you out of captivity, if I'm the one that took you out of all of the, the, the misery and the pain that you were in, then you should love me enough to have no little gods. That's right. You, you know, that's what he's saying. You want to look at it from the love aspect. That's what he's saying. If you love me for what I've done for you, mm-hmm. then you'll have no little gods. That's right. You'll have none of those. Mm-hmm. And, and I want you to look. I know a 
there was probably 5,000 people just thought, well, I ain't never been in captivity. I'm not locked up. If you were lost, you were in captivity. The devil owns you. Yeah. Uh, you locked up and don't even know it. Amen. But if Amen. Christ saved your soul, then you have been freed by God. Because God said, my son, go look, look, you go talk to Mike or Danny or whoever you may be, and you bring them out of captivity. You bring right. them into salvation. What did he pay for us? How much did he pay for us? In, he paid more than silver and gold. Amen. The precious blood of his son. Amen. Do you ever think that, you know, we was talking earlier off the air, but, you know, in the Old Testament, they sacrificed bulls and goats. Our sin was so bad, is so bad, that it took the blood of a God to forgive us. perfect. Yeah, I mean, he was perfect blood. And you got to understand, you say, well, he had Mary. Well, the blood don't come from the no. mama. It comes from the daddy. No. So he had, he had pure blood. See. You know, and, and that's... I always think about, man, he redeemed us with his, the precious blood of a sinless God, Emmanuel in the flesh, God in the flesh, that he loved us so much that he took all that pain, all that suffering, just so that we could be saved. That's it. And that's the, most, that's the greatest love story in the world. I preach it all the time because we have the idea that Christ just had to do it. He didn't have to do it. Christ at any time, at any time, yep. could have said, nope, I'm done, Lord. Yep. He could have said, look, they got all these other gods. They got all this other mess. They love everything that they're doing. They have no room for me in their lives. And he could have snapped his, he wouldn't even have to snap his fingers. He, all he had to do was think it. Yeah. Well, even, even the night before in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, let this cup pass from before me. But what he was saying was, is there any, if there be any other way, That's if right. they can pray their way into heaven, if maybe they get a second chance at the law, but then he said, nevertheless, let thy will be done. Amen. And he went to the cross. So we have to understand that needs to be our, our life. Let Thou will, let God's will be done in your life. Uh, again, in James 4, it says, don't go here today and say, I'm going to buy and sell and gain. Nevertheless, say the Lord's will. Amen. And we need to learn that if we are repenting, if we are bearing our cross, if we're doing our best to walk in holiness and in sanctification, we're going to be seeking God's will, not our will, in our lives. And God will be first. Absolutely. You won't have another God above that. Mm -hmm. And again, everybody wants a blessing. Everybody wants a blessing, but nobody, there's a lot of folks, I'm not going to say nobody, a lot of folks don't want to do what it takes to get a blessing. Amen. And that's to put God first. Amen. All right. Go to number four. Number four. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Glory five, good yeah. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I am the Lord, the Lord thy God, 
Am I a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me? No. No, this... What... If you read over, which is years and years later, in, in the Amen. book of Judges... Amen. Gideon cut down some trees. Yep. And even in the book of Jeremiah, where a lot of people say we're not supposed to have Christmas trees... He wasn't celebrating Christmas. He was saying what they would do, though, they would, you know, the American Indians here would take a tree and carve it up, make a totem pole out of it. Amen. So what they was doing, they was taking these trees and carving them and then worshiping them. Right. And they would decorate them with silver and gold. So Jeremiah's talking about don't worship a wooden image, a graven image. And here's what he's talking about. They've already done worship the golden calf. That, you know, it. It, it, uh, uh, Moses done broke the first ten commandments on them one time already because yeah. of that stupid calf, you know. Yeah. And, and so, but inside every human inherently, he knows he's supposed to worship something. That's right. Every culture that's ever been discovered by some sailor or some journey or whatever... Whenever they got to that island, wherever they got to that land, they was worshiping something. Amen. They worshiped the sun. They worshiped the trees. They worshiped some fish. They worshiped something. something. Inside of us, we know there is a higher authority. Amen. And, and so even though these Jews were rebellious, they didn't want to worship God because he made them live a certain way. They wanted to worship something that would let them do what they wanted to do. So they worship their own made-up God. Yeah. Even later on in Acts 17, Paul's coming into Athens. Amen. And he sees all <laughs> these. I mean, they got a God of the sea, God of the clouds, God of the sand. Yeah. They got every God you can think of. And then they got one called the unknown God, yeah. just in case they, they forgot they missed one. one. They missed one. Well, Paul knew <laughs> that if he opposed one of their gods, they'd kill him. Yeah. So he said, I come to tell you about this unknown God. Yeah. And he told them about Jesus. Yeah. And so that's always been something. Man knows he's supposed to worship something. But then our our carnal man wants to worship something, but we still want to do what we want to do. Well, we want to worship what we want to worship. Let's, yeah. let's, let's say it right. Yeah. We worship what we want to, whether yeah. it be the ball game or that's it be right. family or it be friends. Look, I love to fish. I, I pure day love it. Yeah. But I don't worship it. Yeah. At one time I did. I, I had a, a, a fish god. I, I fished seven days a week, you know, and I loved it. But but whenever whenever you look at, at, at Jesus, that's why you hear a lot of programs, a lot of radio stations will say God, but they won't say Jesus. Yeah. God is an open name. Yeah. But when they say Jesus... You don't put a face to the name. Amen. And commandment. Amen. And a way of living. That's right. So that's why Jesus is the most hated name in the world. Why would you hate a man that never did no wrong, that fed people, that healed people, that loved people? Why would you hate him? But they did. And they hate us today. Don't ever think they don't hate Christians. They may not be openly in our face in this country, 
But look at the commercials pushing against anything, any Christian moral values. They're 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 showing women and women getting married on commercials and men and men kissing on commercials like that Zales, whatever it is, the jewelry store thing. They're showing they don't show one man and woman getting married. Uh, you know, all the commercials are showing uh uh, uh, that fornication comes and marriage is optional. Yeah. Uh, marriage may come after two or three children are born. Uh, you know, and, and it, even I quit watching a show called Big Sky because it's got a transvestite that kissed a man, and then they got two little girls, they're about 14, 15 year old, that that are holding hands and kissing. I'm not gonna be a part. I'm not gonna watch it. That ain't coming on my house. But what it does is it makes it look like it's natural. And kids are growing up thinking this is just natural, that, that it's not bad to to have fun, to commit for it. It's not bad to be homosexual. It's not they got commercials, that stupid Cheeto commercial where the chick's got orange fingers and he said, Did you eat my Cheeto? She said it wasn't me. That's making it's it's supposed to be funny, but she's a flat out liar. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 these shows are all about deception and lies. And if you don't take them at face value, and and, and your kids are taking this, you know you're you're really you know. And what do we do? What do we do as parents when the bill collector calls? Tell them I'm not here. Uh, or if you get stopped by the police and they hear you lie, to the you're teaching your kids to lie to get out of trouble. Take the ticket. I'd rather take the ticket than my kids hear me lie. That's it. You know? But again, you, you talk about face value. The Ten Commandments. Any part of the Word of God, here's the problem we have. We don't want to take it at face value. We want to hear that part that fits what we're doing. and we don't What it really it. means is, yeah. that's what they yeah. say. Yeah. Well, what, what he's really trying to say yeah. Uh, what he said is what he said. That's it. We when can't he, justify it. When he says, look, I am the Lord thy God. I'm the man that, you know, breathed my very own, breathed life into you. Mm -hmm. The one that knew you from the womb before you was ever a twinkle in your daddy's eye. I knew who you were going to be. Yeah. This is the what I want. This mm -hmm. is the way you should live. This is the way you must live to love me. Amen. But then we go, oh, he really don't mean that we can't just tell that little white lie. Look, I'm a fisherman. You want to hear some lies? Get a bunch of fishermen talking. <laughs> that two-pound bass turned in. He's 18 Trophy. pounds. Eight, eight, look, eight to half the boat when we caught him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two men to get him in. <laughs> Pulled a muscle in my back, yanking on his heart. You know? Uh, but it's face value. The Word of God is face value. It mm -hmm. says what it says. Amen. Uh, I love the part he says, look, God tells us. He's up front with us. I'm a jealous God. That mess you put before me, I'm going to burn your hide for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, but a lot of people, I want you to think, why would he not be? Right. I mean, how, I mean, he made us, he created us, and then we go and love something else or someone else. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you got to look. He... It's it's got to be the same thing that you would feel if if one of your children betrayed you, if your wife or husband yeah. betrayed you, something that because see betrayal 
only comes from someone you love. Your enemy can't betray you. Amen. Your enemy talks bad about you. You don't care. You, you talk bad about them back. But when someone you love betrays you, that angers you. And, and, and God's anger is only kindled because of grace. The only reason God ain't still dealing with us like he did in the Old Testament is because of grace. That's it. But come tribulation, that's the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. You don't want to be the here then. Yeah, you don't want to be here then. The, the, the days are going, well, this is what it really means. That's gone. You're going to know it. You're going to know it. Yeah. You're going to know everything and, you need to know. And I tell you, <laughs> Revelation 9, it, it's, it, it really it hits me hard because... In Revelation nine, that's the that's where the 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 scorpion things with the man's face stings people and they lay there for five months and their joints swell. And all these horrible things happen in Revelation nine and the last couple of verses says and still they wouldn't turn from their murderous, sorcerers, lying I mean they some people it don't matter what you do. They ain't going to turn to God no matter how many times you prove it, no matter how many miracles he does. And that, 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 it really hurts my heart. It, it really does. Look, being, I ain't been in the ministry near as long as you have, Danny, but it breaks my heart to just think about the ones I can remember. That no matter how many times you sit down with them, no matter how many times they hear the word, no matter how many times, and they still... Mm-hmm. Still, I don't know. The Bible talks, well, Paul says ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. And I believe firmly that's the ones he's speaking of. I, you know, a, a lot of times you, you see somebody that you might have thought, I'm not salvation of the Lord. I don't know who's saved, who ain't saved. That ain't my God's no, business. I would business. never say someone is or ain't saved. But you see somebody and they've been in church for a while and then it's like they just fall so quickly. Yeah. And you wonder how that happened. And I think a lot of times is that I'm not talking about their salvation. Maybe they're saved, maybe they ain't. But by the word of God, if you get saved, you'll be a new creature in Christ. Amen. You get a heart transplant. But those that are in the church, that what they're doing is that they're trying not to cuss. They're trying to read their Bible. They're trying to love people. They're, they're trying to live a good life. And that's the problem. They're trying it in the flesh. Amen. And that's why... The Bible calls them hypocrites because they're acting. They're acting. And after a while, acting gets old and their old man comes back. But if you get saved and, and that, that, that heart, it's not acting. Jesus said, my commandments are not grievous. That's right. But they are grievous for someone that's not saved. Amen. Because they, they're, they're trying to do something that's not in their heart. You know? Even with even with the Jew, the it blew the very Ten Commandments. They had found all manner of ways to make it look like they was following the commandments. Yeah, but they were not anywhere close Amen. because they did not love God enough to follow. Yeah. and that's our problem a lot of the times. Even some of us that are saved, 
Look, you can be saved and look like the world. Amen. You, you know what I mean? Amen. You can be saved and out there romping and stomping with every lost fellow out there and be saved. Because a lot of the times when we're saved and we get to doing that, we have the idea that, boy, we under grace. There ain't no punishment for that. But then when the money don't last to the next payday and That's the right. truck's broke and the house is done caught on fire, your wife's been to kill you, you know, all them manner of things, we don't think about that being God, but we serve a jealous God. Amen. Amen. Look, we got to uh, play a couple of these commercials here. And uh, pay the bills. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're in Exodus 20. We're talking about the Ten Commandments.